Hi Jane Knights and welcome back to the What the Austin podcast and welcome back to the Taylor Swift Times Jane Austen journey. Martha and Anna back with me this weekend as we continue on. The next novel on the list, the one that we're covering today, is Northanger Abbey. Yes. Ready. Yes. Anne, would you like to go first? <laughs> I just put you on the spot. <laughs> so my top one is Enchanted because I just feel like it absolutely captures Catherine meeting Tilney and she's kind of wide-eyed and she was enchanted to meet him and this night is sparkling and it just has that feel. I think a lot of um, I think a lot of Northanger Abbey, like I actually think it's very like sweet and romantic even though there's all that gothic stuff. I think that it's just kind of like that wide-eyed kind of it's, it's a very sweet romance so and it's about kind of first meetings and there's not like a, they hate each other at first like Pride and Prejudice so Enchanted to me just really fits that. <laughs> that was my number one as well. That was the first one I wrote down for Northanger Abbey. It's so perfect. You can yeah. imagine her getting home and like dancing around and just imagining being with him and just and kind of like absolutely perfect it's got that kind of like fairy tale vibe yes and like i hope you feel the same way you know please don't be in love with someone else like i just it's it's perfect it's just too perfect <laughs> yeah i also put enchanted dance <laughs> number one it's so northanger yeah. abbey isn't it um and one of the things that really stood out to me is when she says about um the playful conversation starts counter all your quick remarks yes. I was like that's yes. so Henry and Catherine like when they meet for the first time in the ball and they kind of got yeah. this like witty dialogue going on in Henry's tease and they're about kind of like social norms and stuff yeah so, that one's really yeah, good <laughs> I love that one also did you guys totally used to jam out to that when you were younger when it, when the speak now album came out enchanted and haunted they were like they were like the ones I used to just like totally yeah. jam out to them those two yeah. and Sparks Fly. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and now that I've got a bit older, I'm like fully obsessed with Last Kiss and the bridge in that where it's like, um, I watch your life in pictures like I used to watch you sleep, like gets me every time. And Long Live, because I feel like Taylor wrote that for all her fans. Yeah, that one's a really good one. There's some great ones on that album, yeah. I swear down. Oh my I cannot wait for Taylor's version so I can play it on repeat guilt-free and know she gets all the royalties. Yes, and I want all of the uh, vault tracks. Like, I'm really excited to hear, oh my gosh, I hope we get more John Mayer <laughs> vault tracks because I'm so here for that. He's he's so horrible and just, I love, I love it. <laughs> you love it. That's hilarious. She needs to she needs to serve him again because I just he's so rude about like the way he complains about everything and just what I've heard that he did to Jessica Simpson and just like everyone when he's ever dated this isn't just a Taylor issue. It just sounds like he's like a creep and a narcissist and I definitely think he and he gets so bothered by the songs that I don't know. It just it needs to happen. We need more. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, think it's really funny when they get bothered by it because it's like, this <laughs> yeah. is what she wants. Whereas Jake Gyllenhaal just shrugs it off. He's so chill, though. He's so chill. <laughs> I don't think anything would bother it. Shrugs it off. You can just imagine him doing that in their relationship, like, yeah, whatever. But I love that John Mayer gets riled up about it. There's this amazing, amazing writer named Anne Lamont who writes a lot of uh, writing advice books for writers. And she talks about um, how people feel like, Oh, I shouldn't and I shouldn't be inspired by something that happened in real life or especially if someone acted badly or whatever. And she says she always gives the advice to like her students or when she does workshops um, that if someone didn't want to be written about, they should have acted better. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so she's like, you just need to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, so one of my other ones is Message in a Bottle, uh, Taylor's version read. It's one of the vault tracks. And I just think it captures that kind of like 
wondering what's going on and and how Catherine like she kind of keeps getting swept away um, with John and so she's kind of like trying to send this message in a bottle by like looking back in the carriage you know it's kind of like I, I really I really wanted to spend time with you you know she's trying to get this across like you're you're the one that I really wanted to spend time with and so it just you know it says these days I'm restless and you know I feel like she's kind of restless wanting to you know spend more time with him and um she's just I, I don't know it's just that kind of first glow of feelings because I feel like with Catherine and Henry it's not quite like deep love but it's definitely that like sparkly kind of crush worthy kind of feelings and i think that message in a bottle is such a fun song to just like dance around to and just think about like first crushes and stuff yeah that's a really good pick that one i always have on i'm like dancing around in my bathroom while i do my skincare (laughs) (laughs) and then my last one is kind of goes along with this too um let's see this one is from fearless it's uh today was a fairy tale i think that is another cute like sparkly crush worthy kind of song and i think it it kind of makes me think about um when they go for the walk and they're talking about books and everything and i know this is kind of a different meaning but the the line that says um you told me i was pretty when i look like a mess i feel like that really translates as a good metaphor for the fact that like he assures her that reading books isn't stupid and she feels like a mess for like liking books or feels kind of like silly and he's kind of like no i love books like everyone should read books and novels and I don't know. It's just kind of, again, that just cute, sparkly kind of, they had a great day together on that walk. Oh my God. I feel like I've just formed a crush on Henry Tilney right then when you were just saying that. I was like, (laughs) I've always had a crush on Henry Tilney. Honestly, like he would just be so much fun to flirt with. I love all the banter. It's just, I, I love him. He's just like, he's definitely one of my top Austin guys. Yeah. Yeah. I also had today was a fairy oh, tale. Fine. I think we kind of had the same thoughts there. We did. And I wrote down um, all the falling in love anthems for our Catherine. Because yes. I think that she, it's actually like, think looking at Taylor Swift music with Northanger Abbey made me realise actually if you strip away all the rest of the drama, and obviously I love the rest of the drama in Northanger Abbey, and without it, it wouldn't really be a novel. Yeah. But if you strip it all away, it is kind of a fairy tale story. She's mm-hmm. a heroine that's not really a heroine, and Jane says that from sentence number one. Mm-hmm. Like it says, she doesn't she? Doesn't she? She says, "Um, no one who would have seen like Catherine Morland in her youth would have thought she'd grow up to be a heroine." Yeah. But she like kind of has this fairy tale romance where actually you have like the um kind of patriarchal tyrant figure with general Tilney is the only kind of real barrier in the way of their fairy tale ending and obviously they overcome that so I feel like it is the romance is a lot more fairy tale-esque than her other novels because Mm -hmm. it's quite that part of the plot's quite straightforward and I think that kind of shows that Austin was obviously it's her first actual novel um and you she's kind of got that more youthful perspective on things yes oh my god you I've never seen it that way but that's actually so true it's like (laughs) how you how you want love to be before you've actually experienced love and it is so easy in Northanger Abbey like I was thinking that especially when we did that that latest reread Martha I was thinking oh my god compared to Austin's other novels Catherine has it real easy yeah well and it's just Fearless is kind of like a perfect album for that because it's just it seems like they're in similar places that they're in their lives you know Catherine and even Jane Austen and then Taylor was writing about it it just kind of has that little sparkle to it right I feel like when we were all listening to Fearless we were just like you know had no idea what like obviously real real love was like and we're all just there like love's gonna be great it's gonna be amazing <laughs> 
So, yeah, so I had two of the same ones as Anne. I also had Enchanted and Today Was a Fairy Tale. <laughs> and I think that Catherine's favourite album would be Fearless, um, based on just her whole character vibes. So my other song was actually Fearless. <laughs> yeah. Because I can totally see her, like, when she's falling in love with Tilney at Northanger Abbey. So, obviously, there's, like, that initial spark at the dark. Then when she goes to stay with, with them at Northanger Abbey, um, you kind of have that kind of that excitement, that young love. And I can genuinely see her, like, dancing in a storm in her best dress with him because yeah. I think she just trusts him that much. Yeah, I love it. Uh, are we are we on to me? I can't even remember yeah. now. Yeah. I'm just getting so much <laughs> into the conversation I forget where we're even at. With <laughs> You'll have to keep pulling me back into, into where we're even at. So the ones that I had for Northang Abbey, I had Enchanted, like I said before. Um, so we definitely were all matchy on that. Um, and then I also picked um, some from Fearless. So I got Our Song um, because I feel like a lot of what you've already said, but that kind of easy romance between Henry and Catherine. And I feel like um, him kind of being there, even when he knows like, you know, things aren't great with Isabella and stuff. He's always just there like, you know, I hope you're okay. I am here for you. And it's a bit like an R song where the guy leaves, you know, like roses and stuff on the bed. I feel like Henry would do that. Like he's not fully intervening in the situation, but he's there like, I'm here to support you. You know, I care for you. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you deal with your friend's situation, but you know, you know that I'm here. Um, and also I was thinking, do you know when it says sneaking out late, tapping on your window? It made me think about the moment when Catherine's just sneaking around um, North Anger and she bumps into Henry. Yes, I love it. <laughs> um, even though that's not quite as, as a fun situation as it sounds in Taylor's song, you know, it's still that kind of, you know, meeting at, meeting late at night and stuff. And then another song that I had wasn't from Fearless, actually, it was from 1989, and that was Wildest Dreams, mm. um, really because of the same vibes as Enchanted, kind of living in that fairy tale. And obviously Catherine has a, has a tendency to kind of live in a kind of fictional world. And I feel like Wildest Dreams is like very much that. It's kind of letting yourself live in the fantasy um, before kind of reality kicks back in. Um, and I feel like for a lot of time that Catherine spends with Henry is a bit like that it's kind of being swept off your feet and um, in Wildest Dreams as well it's about like somebody taking you to a different location and it's a bit like when they go to Northanger and it's kind of this whole like new world that's kind of magical in Catherine's eyes. I love that and especially um, too because in the movie version of Northanger Abbey they really play up those sort of like daydreams that she has so it even works really well with the movie version yes oh my gosh on some of the <laughs> the flash well, not flashbacks but some of the like the the visions that she has about They're her so life funny. so funny like the the gothic ones where she's like lay there in like a white nighty or something and, <laughs> and henry turns up like in her room and stuff so yeah funny. it's hysterical I, I think the casting in that film is so good as well it is and i love jj field as henry tilney because he's also in austin land which is one of my favorite yes. films <laughs> I love him. It's so true. You know what's funny yeah, is I used to so confuse good. him with Tom Hiddleston. So when Taylor was briefly dating Tom Hiddleston, I actually thought she, um, she was dating, um, what is it, J.J. Fields? Is that his name? I thought that yeah. she was dating him. And I was like, oh, she's dating Henry Tilly. I was like, oh, no, that's not the right the same guy. I don't know why I confuse them, but I always do. They do look a bit Yeah, they similar. look really similar. Yeah. I think so. There's also, who's the other person that I think looks really similar to him? Is it the guy from the holiday? Not the ho- yeah the holiday. Is it the holiday? Yeah. Oh, who's Jude the guy Law. in the holiday? Jude Law. Yeah, I think he looks like Jude Law. A little bit. <laughs> I don't know why. 
<laughs> honestly, like loads of people, like I don't see that at all, Lizzie. But honestly, every time I get them confused so much. That's funny. I do know what we're saying about JJ Fields that he just looks like other people other than himself. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we have any extra ads for Northanger? Um, my only bonus track that I wrote down was um, jump. Well, actually, I had two. I had jump then fall. Mm. Um, which I love. It's one of my favourite tracks from Fearless because um, I feel like I feel like both of them could kind of sing that to the other. They both are kind of like trusting each other. Um, and then my other one, which is kind of a little bit sexier than Northanger Abbey, is I think he knows because yeah. there's there's no way that Tilly doesn't know the whole time that Catherine is completely obsessed with it. Yes. So that one I thought suits him really well. Like, <laughs> he is fully aware. But what I really like because he's not like a Wickham or a Willoughby he never takes advantage of that like he's so gentlemanly the whole way through even though he knows that Catherine has a massive crush on him <laughs> so true. it is true I think he's kind of flattered by it but it's just like it's cute he I think he thinks it's cute but like he really likes her too I don't know it's a yeah I think it helps that he likes yeah. her. <laughs> exactly I had one little bonus <sighs> one that I feel like it's kind of like Catherine um theme song like just kind of about her and it's a place in this world from taylor swift's debut album self-titled debut album and i really like um part of the chorus because it says i'll be strong and i'll be wrong which we know she's wrong oh but life goes on oh i'm just a girl trying to find my place in this world and i feel like that that um chorus is just perfect for kind of like Catherine's whole vibe she's just trying to find her place in this world that is so true, that. like her navigating navigating adulthood. <laughs> yeah, and you know, she'll be wrong sometimes, but she's going to try to be strong. And just and I feel like she really does gain a lot of strength throughout the course of the book. And I love that about her. She starts to learn to set boundaries, which is great. It's so fun to see her growth, even though it, she doesn't have like this, like really wild growth where she becomes this, you know, strong action heroine or anything. But she really does learn to set boundaries for herself. And she does grow up a bit. And I love that about her. Yeah, I totally feel that. So I didn't have any bonus tracks for Northanger Abbey. Um, but I did I've got a little note here and I've just realized because I forgot this when we were talking about Enchanted. Mm-hmm. But um one of the words from Enchanted that I think really is like if if you could have a word that kind of encapsulates Catherine's feelings about Henry, I feel like that's wonderstruck. Oh yeah. Like I feel that's exactly how she is about the whole situation. But then it also got me thinking, I don't know if you guys had the perfume that Taylor Swift like the the Taylor Swift perfume that came out that was called Wonderstruck. Did either of you have that? I have asthma so I can't do perfume, but I remember seeing it and wanting it because the bottle was so pretty. It was so good. I honestly loved it. And it actually smelled really good. Nice. But I think that was like the first ever like proper perfume that I ever had. <laughs> I just put a note about it because when I was listen- like re-listening to the-, to the song to pull lyrics from it, I was like, oh my God, I literally, I remember that perfume. That was so good. That's fun. That's another novel covered off. So we're on a roll, guys. <laughs> the Emma episode is already out, so you can go ahead and listen to that straight after this one if you want to. I hope you're enjoying this content. As always, Anne and Martha's information will be tagged below so that you can find them outside of the podcast. And if you want to follow me at What the Austin, I would love to see you over on Instagram. That would be great. A special thanks to all my Patreons and the Jane Knight tribe. Your support means so much as always, and I love all of our chats and conversations over on the Discord chat. So that's everything from me today. Today and I will see you in another episode.